Here's the word that the Lord showed me. Don't live your life to be comfortable. Amen. Yes, we want to be comfortable, but nothing grows in comfort. <laughs> he showed this to me again. If you, if you walk a mile, here's the example. You walk a mile, right? And you get comfortable walking that mile. Now you got to walk two miles. Amen. Always challenge yourself with more. Don't just sit and say, I'm comfortable, I'm done. You're not done. There's so much more the Lord wants to do through you. Amen. And we want him to increase our territory. Amen. I mean, our ministry is great, but I don't want to get comfortable with it. I wanted the Lord to even do more with the ministry. Amen. I don't want to be at a comfort zone when we're doing this and this, and now we're comfortable with that. No, Lord, show me something else to do. Show me more folks to bless. Show me more directions we can go in. Amen. So, but but here, here's the thing. Here's what I want to show you in in uh in in life, in in your in being comfortable, it's like it's 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 uh it's 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 not growth. <laughs> you you the growth comes when you're uncomfortable. That's what I'm saying, saying to God. Amen. When you're uncomfortable is when when you when you're growing. Amen. It's like growing pains. You know, you when you're growing up as a child and 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 your legs hurt and your uh you're growing. It's pains. They're not comfortable, but they're growing. Amen. A good one is a is a is a is a pregnant woman when she's about to bring forth a child. Amen. <laughs> She's, she's about to bring forth life, an image that looks like God, amen, and she is not comfortable, <laughs> amen, but look, look, what, look at the blessing that's about to come forth, look what's about to happen while she's not comfortable, amen, so you can't do great things in comfort, amen, if you want to do some great things in life, look to be uncomfortable, and do it uncomfortably. Don't, you don't have to be comfortable to do things. You might have to do it in, in, in your uncomfort. Amen. So I just wanted to share that with you. Hallelujah, Lord. I just wanted to show you that, uh, you know, when you're not comfortable, it's still okay. Everything is okay. Amen. <laughs> don't feel like, oh, I don't feel right. I'm not comfortable. So I can't do the great thing. You are, you are about to do the great thing. That's why you're not comfortable. Amen. You, we, we get comfortable just doing the same thing. Please catch that revelation. And when we do the same thing every day, we're comfortable with that. But when we start to get uncomfortable, we're about to do a new thing, something different. Amen. Please grab that, saints of God. Grab that. I just wanted to bless you with that before I give you this word on uh, witnessing, amen. Because the two kind of go together when I look at the word that God gave me on witnessing, uh, sometimes you're uncomfortable with that because people don't want to receive you. You start talking about Jesus and, and, and how he's blessed and all that. Many don't want to receive that. Oh, here they come. I don't want to hear that Jesus stuff, amen. <laughs> <laughs> they want to know how, how you got in the position you got and how blessed you are. 
But when you begin to tell them, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear that worldly piece of how you got there. <laughs> Amen. And sometimes we can get uncomfortable trying to talk about our Lord and Savior because they're, 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 because of the rejection. Amen. That comes from folks. And I want to say this about rejection because I was a, I used to sell insurance. I was a licensed insurance agent for many years. And, and uh, to be successful at that, we had, we had to use the law of average. Amen. And the law of average says, if you talk to 50 people, you know, you might get 45 no's but you will get five yeses, amen? <laughs> so don't, don't worry about the rejection you get, amen? In, in sales and in, in insurance business, if you worried about those rejections, you didn't make any money. <laughs> you, the person say, no, nope, I got plenty of insurance, I don't need it, then you just gotta go to the next one. And that's the same thing with witnessing to God's people. If they say, no, uh-uh, I don't wanna hear that, no, then just go to the next one. Amen. Don't, don't let it break your spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because one of the most important things in our walk with the Lord, saints, is to witness to others. We got to tell them the good news, how good God truly is. We got to tell them. And the will of God, see, that's his will is for not one to perish, but all to come to repentance. Amen. So when you're witnessing to one of God's children, you are really, really blessing and you're in the total will of God because that's what he wants you to do. Amen. And when, like I said, I used the insurance example. You might get 45, no, no, nope, I'm not interested. But those five yeses are awesome because the scripture says when, when, when we're celebrating down here and the angels in heaven are celebrating. When one comes to Christ, amen. So it's a big deal. And we're talking about birthdays, uh, but but the most important birthday is that born again day. Amen. We celebrate our, our day we were born into this earth and that's fine. But the day you were born into heaven, when you received Christ, that's a celebration right there. Again, that we're celebrating down here and the angels in heaven are celebrating, amen. So that's, that's that birthday that you really wanna celebrate, amen. I'm in the Lord and he's in me. Oh, that's the birthday, saints of God. Hallelujah, Lord. But God, us witnessing is so important because he doesn't want anyone to perish but all to come to repentance. And he didn't send us here, saints of God, to live defeated lives and just die, huh? Jesus told us, he said, I came that they might have life and life more abundantly, amen. He, God wants us to have life, amen. And uh, as Bakari said in her scripture she read, walk in the light. <laughs> See, Jesus is the light. You all remember when he met uh, uh, Saul on the road to Damascus, what did Saul see? a great light, amen, and Jesus is light, you want to walk in him, and so we have to witness, he wants us to share him, and the good life with others, he wants us to spread the wealth, saints, to share the good news about him, the gospel is good news, amen, he doesn't want us to 
one to perish. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. It's the scripture says he doesn't want one to perish, but all to come to repentance. Now, I want you to follow me in the Bible. Let's, let's get some word on this one. So if you would, if you would turn in your Bible to 2 Peter chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord doesn't want any to perish. 2 Peter chapter 3. And just look at verse 2. It says, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. So this scripture here is telling us to be mindful of the words that men of God speak. It's really what it's saying. It says the apostles of Christ, the apostles are students of the word, students of the Lord. Those were his apostles, huh? students of Christ. It says be mindful of those words. Amen. Look at verse three. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. See, when we witness saints, this, this right here is good to know. When we witness, it's going to be scoffers, especially in these last days. Scoffers make fun of people, make fun of religion. <laughs> know that some will make fun of you and your God. Amen. Please know that. Oh, here we come. Here we come again. You know, talking that God stuff. With, like, the world's going to be in the last day. All of that. They're going to be scoffers. And that's what the scripture is telling us. You know, know that in these last days, there's going to be some scoffers. And they're going to be walking after their own lust. They're going to be walking after whatever they want to do. Amen. That's their walk. It's not in Christ. Amen. Look at verse four. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? This is what the scoffers are going to be telling you. Huh? All these years you're talking about Jesus is coming. Where is the promise? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. See, they laugh and they say, y'all still believe God is coming back. Jesus is going to return. Yeah, right. Uh, they scoffers, saints. <laughs> they don't believe it. Amen. <laughs> Look at verse five. It says, for this, they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. <laughs> See, the Lord is reminding us that they are willingly ignorant to his word. Remember the message I preached? You could be ignorant to anything, you know, and we are. We all are ignorant. Ignorant just means you don't know something. So we are ignorant. We don't know everything. I don't know. What is this saying? I don't know. I'm going to stay right there. Something on Cameron's computer is ringing. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. I don't see what it is. Okay. He has some notification. I don't know. I'm out of my comfort zone, but I'm going to do this uncomfortably, saints. <laughs> I must be about my father's business, period. So I was talking about, I read to you verse five, where it's saying some are willingly ignorant. Willing, that means they want to be ignorant. Huh? They, they, they don't want you to know. They don't want to know about this word. And they're willingly ignorant. Amen. The Lord is reminding us of that. 
that they don't they don't know or understand about Noah's Ark and the flood because that's what it's talking about when the when the earth was out of the water and then it was in the water. Amen. They're ignorant to they willingly ignorant. Why are they willingly ignorant to that anyway? Because they don't want to read the word. Uh, reading the word, you again, you you can be ignorant to anything in this world. But please don't be ignorant to the word of God. You want to know all the promises that God made to you. Amen. They're in his word. God is his word. If you say, I know God and you don't know the word, then you don't know God. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. God is his word. God and his word are one. <laughs> Amen. You have a written word and then we have Jesus the Christ which is the living word. Jesus is the word. Amen. <laughs> but it's saying some are willingly ignorant to us. They're willingly ignorant to Jesus. They want to be ignorant to him. They don't want to know him. Amen. And it's saying that about this flood. They didn't know it. They were willingly ignorant to that. Let me give you some revelation on that. Because <laughs> they are willingly ignorant to that. But today, many, they know about this coronavirus. Huh? They're not ignorant to that because it's going on right now and it's serious. Amen. But it's two events that affected the whole world. Only two. One was the flood <laughs> affected the whole world. And two is the coronavirus. Amen. Great tool to use for witnessing. Amen. Many called me when this thing first happened. They called me up and said, Pastor, what do I need to do? Amen. That was some wisdom. See, God uses this, these things, what, what Satan means for evil, God uses it for good. And I quickly told him, you need to receive Christ and trust God. Amen. That's what you need. You need to start hearing the voice of God, walking in the light. And then you don't have anything to worry about. I don't care what the corona does. Amen. Because I'm in Christ and you need to get in Christ. And so that this corona is a great witness in two saints of God. I just wanted to drop that in there. Look at verse six. It says, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Again, it's talking about the flood. It's talking about Noah. The world that was in existence back then perished. Noah tried to witness to him. He tried to tell him to get on the boat but they didn't listen, huh? They were scoffers, they mocked him. Get on the boat, it's gonna rain. They never even saw rain. That's what the Bible said. They didn't know nothing about rain. So they didn't believe him, amen? They mocked him just like they mock us today. But it's our job in Christ to witness to people, saints. Remember that law of average I gave you. Yeah, many are gonna not receive you, but just think of the one that does. Huh, if you get one, you get that one and then they're going to talk to their family and you just don't know how far that stretches when you witness to one person and they receive Christ. Everybody say amen to that, please. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse seven, saints. It says, but the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and prediction of ungodly men. See, God's word is still relevant today. The last time it was water, God said, well, I'm never going to do that again. I'm not going to destroy this earth with water again anymore. 
and he gave us a rainbow as that symbol. I know some folks use a rainbow for this symbol. Um, and I don't, I really don't understand how you have the nerve to do that. <laughs> but that rainbow is a symbol to us that God is not going to destroy this earth by water anymore. Amen. <laughs> but he's going to do it by fire. <laughs> That's what this Christian is saying. Let me read it again. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word I kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and prediction of ungodly men. Amen. See, so, so the word, God, this is scripture saying the word is keeping everything intact right now. God's word is, you know, when he spoke the word, that's how things came into existence. And his same word is keeping everything intact right now today until the day of judgment and eternal damnation. That's what the scriptures say. Amen. His word is keeping everything intact until that day. Look at verse eight. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. I love it when the scriptures tell us, don't be ignorant of something, of this one thing, you know? And, it, and this one thing is the word Here, You don't want to be ignorant to the word. But here's the one thing in this scripture. It says, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. See, the Lord wants us to know his timing is not the same as our timing. That's what they're ignorant to. That's why they want to mock their scoffers because they think, oh, you know, this time it should, he should have been back. <laughs> but because they're ignorant to the one day with the Lord is a thousand years. <laughs> they don't know that. Amen. They're ignorant to the word of God. So they think he ain't coming back. He would have been all this time. They little short life. They 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, however old. And they say, all oh, this time he would have been back. No, one day with the Lord is a thousand years and we're not ignorant to that. Judgment day is coming. Jesus is going to return. These are the last days and the ones who are not ignorant to the word can see it based on the scriptures. <laughs> the things that he said was going to happen, he was telling his disciples what it looked like. We're seeing it. We're living in it today. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 9, says It says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. See, that's the problem. First of all, they don't know the promise. And then they think, well, he's slack. You know, he's not going to do what he says he's going to do. You know, he would have done it. He would have done it already. No, this scripture is saying the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. And I'm going to say this, not any of his promises. Don't you think he's not going to be on time for you? Because he is. <laughs> but it says, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that's what I wanted to show you why we witness, because the Lord doesn't want any of us to perish. He wants us all to come to repentance. Amen. So we must introduce believers or unbelievers to Christ because God wants all men to be saved and know the truth, saints. Amen. Let me show it to you in one more place. Look at, look at, turn in 1 Timothy chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Recording in progress. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter two. Look at verse one, saints. I want to show you the importance of, of us witnessing today. Verse one says this. It says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. God wants us to pray in various manners, saints of God. Prayers, intercessory prayers, prayers where we give him thanks, prayers of supplication, amen. And he wants us to do it for everybody, for all men, amen. Look at verse two, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. See, he wants us to lead that, quiet and peaceable life so he tells us to pray for for folks who are in authority over us pray for your boss pray for the the president you're the mayor of your town pray for these folks who are in authority that our life could be quiet and peaceable and in godliness and in honesty amen that's the will of god saints look at verse three it says for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our savior See, it's great in his sight for us to live like that. Amen. Praying for our leaders. Amen. We have, we have an awesome early morning prayer and we just pray for our leaders. We pray for Chicago and what's going on. We pray for the world. We see what's going on. The violence, the civil unrest. Amen. The, the out of order, the laws that they're passing. We see it right before our very eyes. It, and it can pop off anywhere, any day. And it's doing that today. Amen. Look at verse four, saints. It says, who will have all men to be saved? I said all that to get to this punchline right here. For it, this, is a, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. See, the will of God is for all men to be saved, saints. And for them to know the truth. Huh? Jesus is the truth. He wants them to know him. Amen. Jesus said, I'm the life, the truth, the way. No man come to the Father except by me. Huh? God wants everybody to know that. So we have to witness saying to God. We have to let them know. Amen. And we're in these last days. So uh I, I believe that we can get more, uh, more yeses with that, with that example I gave you of witnessing the 50 people and maybe getting five. That's good. But because we're in these last days and people see it and they know everything the government is trying is not working, what your municipality is trying, we're going to get more police officers. We're going to do this. We're going to, it's not working. Our schools are out of order. They know this is going to take God. So now you witness to 50, you might get 20. Amen. Because they're listening because they see what times we're living in. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to give you one last piece to this puzzle, saints of God. Because I want to bless you real good. I want to, I want to really bless you real good with this word. Here's a great place to start your witnessing. And it's in the book of Romans, amen. I used to tell folks, you know, when I would witness to folks, I want them to know 
what Jesus did for us and who he is, not just what you hear, you know, what people say, but I wanted them to, to know. So I would always tell them to read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know, start out there. But this one right here, put them on the fast track, then send them to the gospels. Amen. But a great place to start is in the book of Romans and your witnessing. If you don't have, if you can't come up with anything other than Jesus died for us, you need to receive him into your life. Start them right here in the book of Romans. Amen. Romans chapter 10. And that's where I want you to go with me today. After you told them how good God has been to you, point them to the book of Romans, saints. saints. Share that book with them so they can know what they need to do to be saved. Amen. This is the fast track here. We're going to start at the beginning, though. Look at Romans chapter 10 and look at verse 1. It says, Romans 10 and 1, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. <laughs> I want to show it to you over and over again. <laughs> this man of God is saying, his desire and prayer for Israel, Israel was God's people, is that they might be saved. Here's more confirmation for us. God wants his people to be saved. Israel was God's chosen people. And we are his chosen people today. You didn't choose him. He, he chose you, saints. <laughs> we wanted to do our own thing. All of us did. I know I did. Amen. I know I'm not alone. <laughs> I had some old, some some definitely different plans than what I'm doing today. Amen. But I was chosen and so were you. We're God's chosen people. And he wants us to know he wants his people to be saved. Huh? Let me read verse one again to you. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Amen. <laughs> Oh, get that in your spirit. God wants his people to be saved. Look at verse two. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. That's what you're going to run into. Many have a zeal of God. They know it's a God. They can even get excited about God. But it's not according to knowledge. Amen. They know he's all powerful, but they don't know him. Well, what, how am I saying this according to knowledge? What did I tell you earlier? God is his word. If you don't know the word, you don't know God. Huh? You, we got to read this word constantly. We're growing in godliness every day. That's why we're here, to hear the word, to get more of the word, to get more of God. Amen. And that's what, when you're, when you're witnessing to some folks, who don't know him, they'll have that zeal, but it's not according to knowledge. They don't know the word. Amen. They think they have righteousness in themselves. <laughs> uh, and that's a real problem. That they're unaware that our righteousness is in Christ. Oh, we got to tell them that part, saints of God. Because see, if you think your righteousness is in you, as soon as you mess up, then you, 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 you lose track and then you let, you, you, you let God go. Amen. Because you, you, you think you failed him. <laughs> you didn't fail him. You failed you because your righteousness still remains in him. Stay in him. 
You want to be righteous, meaning in right standing with God. Huh? You, you're, 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 in, you're in right standing with God in Jesus. Amen. Because he's not looking at you. He's looking at Jesus, the one who died for you. So you got to stay in Christ. We got to point him to Christ, saying to God. Look at verse three. It says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. See, that's the problem. That's the key. Huh? They're ignorant to God's righteousness. They don't know. Again, go back to that revelation. You, you can be ignorant to anything in this earth, but don't be ignorant to the word of God. Huh? The devil is a liar. I know he got that great lie out there. What you don't know can't hurt you. Yes, it can. Amen. That don't apply to God's word. That might apply out in this world. Amen. But to the word of God, if you don't know it, it can hurt you. Amen. Ignorance is, is no excuse. You want to know God's word. You want to know God. Amen. And he is his word. So what happens again? going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Our righteousness is in Christ. We must submit ourselves to God's righteousness, not our own. We don't have any righteousness, saints. The Bible says our righteousness is like a filthy rag to God. Amen. Don't start telling God how good you are and how you do everything right. Amen. When you want to talk to God about goodness, Talk to him about Jesus, amen, not about you, amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let him know I'm in Christ. I trust God. I trust you, Lord, amen. Then he'll lead you to the righteous walk. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We must submit ourselves to God's righteousness, saints. Look at verse four. It says, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. And here's the key. See, when Christ came, that ended you trying to live out the law to be righteous. Huh? This is where we get, we get this really twisted. Oh, I did this good thing. I did that good thing. That makes me righteous. No. <laughs> huh? You, the, hey, let me read the scripture to you again. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. Amen. See, if you try to walk that the, and do the law and do it, the, the Bible tells you, if you break one law, you broke all of them. Amen. That was why Jesus came here to us, to save us, because we were all lawbreakers and still are. Amen. Our righteousness is in Christ to everyone that believed it. You got to believe that. Amen. Look at verse five. It says, for Moses describeth the righteousness, which is of the law that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. See, Moses brought the law. He brought those 10 commandments down. And he couldn't even get the commandment. He couldn't even bring the law down good because he, had to, he, he got upset and ended up throwing it because we were so out of order back then. Huh? He's, here he is coming down with a law. I'm sure he's so happy to spoke with the Lord. The Lord delayed the law down. Here he come with it. And, and there they are down there building a golden calf and worshiping it. 
I know he had to be. What the world? I'm up here talking to the Lord for you all, trying to get everything in order, and you down here worshiping a, a, a cow. <laughs> uh, Jesus had to come and end that. Amen. <laughs> There's no, your righteousness is in Christ. You will not be in right standing with God trying to do the law because you're just not that good. Please say amen to that. Oh, I'm trying to give you something that's going to really bless you and really sustain you. Amen. Your righteousness is in Christ, saints of God. Please know that. Look at verse six. It says, but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart who shall ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down from heaven. See, when you understand Christ by faith, that your righteousness is in Christ, you get out of your heart that you have to go into heaven to find Christ. Huh? That's what the scripture is saying. Christ is everywhere. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's so close to everyone. Amen. Oh, I'm going to show it to you. Look at verse seven. Or who shall say, who shall, or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. It's the same thing here. Huh? You want to make a dangerous trip to hell to find Christ and bring him up from the dead? God already brought him up, raised him from the dead. Amen. We're going to celebrate that today in communion. Huh? And when he came up, he had all the power. He had the keys to life and death. He had it all. And he still got it all. Huh? God is everywhere at the same time. We don't have to go into heaven and get him. And we don't have to go into hell and, and try to find him. To, 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 and raise him up. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's close. We got to tell him this. This is our witness, saints. That's why we're going to start in this, in this passage right here in Romans. Look at verse eight. It says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. See, we preach that word of faith. We, not, we don't preach the law. Oh, oh, if you come to God, you got to do this. You got to quit smoking. You got to quit. No, we don't tell them none of that. Amen. <laughs> when you come to God, you got to get in Christ. He'll show you what to do. Because when you, when you invite him to dwell inside of you, he's doing the work, saints. It's not you. Amen. See, the devil is a liar. He got so many people outside of the world, outside of God's word, outside of the church, not even wanting to go in because he make them think they're hypocrites. Oh, if you go in that church and you sit down and you hear that word, now you know you can't do none of that. Huh? You know you want to keep drinking. You know you want to keep smoking. You know you want to keep doing drugs. You know you want to keep having illicit sex. Why would you even go in there? Amen. He's a liar. He, he perverts the word. He twists it up. See, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. Your righteousness is in him. Amen. We got to get that peace, saints of God. Huh? So when you go in there, you're not trying to sit there and play like you all righteous. We all need Jesus, all of us, <laughs> every day. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. It said, but what saith it? The word is not thee. Now it says the word is not thee. Jesus is the word. 
Amen. It's saying, it's saying to you, God is right near you. He's always not, saints. That's what the scripture is saying. Don't go, what did the previous one say? Don't go up in heaven looking for Jesus. Don't go into the, 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 the depth of hell looking for, he's right near you. <laughs> That's what the scripture, the word is not thee. Jesus is the word. He's right now. He, he's even in your mouth and in your heart. That is, that's the word of faith which we preach. Now, here's the punchline in verse 9. It says, that if thou shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. See, salvation is right in your mouth and in your heart. All we have to do is say it and believe it. See, we say it by faith in Jesus. We say it, we believe it. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. I say that with my mouth and I believe it in my heart. Look what verse 10 say. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See, we believe it in our heart and we say it in our mouth. God raised Jesus from the dead. And when we say and believe God also delivers us from the dead works. This is what we have to witness. This is why I say this is the point to start in your witnessing. Huh? After you get done telling them about how great God is in your life, how you love to serve him, how blessed. They're going to see the blessing on you anyway. Amen. You can't have the when, when God begins to bless you, you can't have it. They're going to see it. Amen. But you want to start them right here so they know to be saved, I must confess Jesus Christ with my mouth and I must believe it in my heart that God raised him from the dead. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to read a couple of more scriptures. Thanks to God. Verse 11 says, for the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Amen. <laughs> We're not ashamed of the gospel saints. Amen. It's the power of God. Amen. So we got to, we have to witness to folks. We're not ashamed. If we believe it ourselves, we can't be ashamed. Amen. If they say, no, I don't want it, that's fine. Then go to the next one. But don't miss all these opportunities because we don't have a lot more time. <laughs> this thing is winding down. Amen. People are checking out of here in record numbers today. Amen. So if we have an opportunity to witness, we have to witness saints. Look at verse 12. It says, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. <laughs> See, God is not a respecter of persons. Yeah, the Jews were his chosen people, Israel. Amen. But look what this is telling us. There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Amen. He's just as rich to them, to us, as he is to them. All that call upon him. That's what it says, saints. But here, this here's a scripture right here that I just could not understand. And I want to share this one with you. Verse 13. It says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Don't that seem easy? 
that just see it's like well you know when when we all when we get in trouble you know something devastating has happened we all call upon the name of the lord well this scripture says if you do that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved and i would i would always think man that's everybody gonna be saved in this earth because we all gonna call upon the name of the lord at least when we get in trouble, <laughs> but it's not true. And I'm going to show you why that's not true. I thought that in my mind, it just makes sense because I call upon the name of the Lord. Huh? We're in Christ. We know to call upon the name of the Lord. And we think everybody got that much sense. You know, if, if you get into a, 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 I mean, a crazy situation, you're just going to call on God. You're going to call upon the name of the Lord and he'll save you. That's what the scripture is saying. But watch this. Look at verse 14. It says, how then shall they call on him in, who, in whom they have not believed? That's the problem. See, when you get really in that super fix, if you've never believed on the Lord, then you're not going to call on him. You might be calling on your money. How much money I got to get me out of this? How much? You're going to call on what you believe in. Amen. That's why that's the previous scripture saying, whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's true. But if you don't believe in him, this is this clears it up right here. How are they going to call on him if they don't believe him, saints of God? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? If we don't witness to him, amen, if we don't tell them about the goodness of God, they never heard it, then how are they going to believe in him? Look at the, how it ends. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Amen. <laughs> we got to preach. Amen. That's just not talking about me. Amen. That's talking about you too. You got to preach to them. Look, God is good. We in the last days. I know you can see that. I don't know if you ever received Christ in your life, but if you haven't, this will be a good time right now. I'll go through it with you. Let's go to Romans. I'm, I'm giving you your witnessing. <laughs> I'm showing you how to do it now. <laughs> Cut through all the chase and go straight there. <laughs> Look at verse 15, because God is sending you. huh? He's preparing to send you somewhere. Verse 15 is letting us know that. It says, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of, of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. I think I'm going to stop right there. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word, saints of God. Thank you for your word, Lord. And thank you for your ears, saints of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But we don't want to only just be hearers of this word. We want to be doers of it. Amen. So we got to get our witness game up. Stop walking past and passing opportunities preaching to myself right now. I miss so many opportunities myself. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna have ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying right now. And not get caught up in the moment and miss the opportunity to offer Christ to everyone I can. Amen. <laughs> Again, the law of averages, we, we may have to work that, but that's fine. Because if you just get one out of 50, you did a great thing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. 
Father, I thank you for your word today. Thank you for your grace and mercy and peace. Thank you for being patient with us. Thank you for your loving kindness, Lord. Thank you for keeping us so fresh and so, so excellent in this trying times that we're in now. We heard in your word that we may feel uncomfortable, but great things come when we're uncomfortable. Don't get comfortable with being comfortable. We heard it, Lord, and we just thank you for it, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Now strengthen us, Lord. I speak over everyone, including myself, that you strengthen us to share your word, share your good news. Let someone know who, who you know don't know and is lost. Don't just let them perish because that's not your will. The word we read said that you won't have one to perish, but all to come to repentance. So give that to us. Put it in our heart, Lord. And we're forever grateful and thankful in Jesus' name. Amen.